What's up, baby birds? This is Jen Barron. I'm a certified life coach and welcome to Reset Your Mindset. So last week, my wife and I and our two black Labradors, Georgia and Carolina, were on spring break. We went to Surf City, North Carolina and rented a house right on the beach because if we're going to drive 13 hours, we're going to be right on the water. And we had so much fun. We had been to that area a couple times before. And while it's a little colder than, say, different parts of Florida, it's still such a wonderful area. The water is just gorgeous, different shades of blues and greens, and it's not super crowded because it's not really, really warm. The people are so nice. Uh, We have a local fishmonger, hi, Ellen, that we absolutely love, and we'll get seafood quite a few times during the week there because I am blessed to have a wonderful cook uh, for a wife. And so we, we always have to go and see Ellen and get our things there. And oh my goodness. So our dogs, um, at the time of this recording are just a little over two years old, Labrador's black labs, sister litter mates. And so this was the first time that they were in the ocean. They haven't actually been swimming all that much in any other kind of body of water, But we were super excited to take them to the beach and Surf City and and the the whole island is very, uh, they have really relaxed leash laws. So dogs can be on the beach um, anytime. And I think there are a couple times when um, they can actually be off leash as well. And so our girls, especially Carolina, just loves to run. I swear to God she was either a cheetah or a wild horse or a greyhound in her last life because she just loves to run. And so um, we brought a couple frisbees with us and oh my goodness, they were surfing, body surfing the waves in no time flat and just had so much fun chasing the seagulls and the sandpipers and retrieving the frisbee. I mean, they just had a blast. And I really don't know who had more fun, them or us watching them. And there was this really beautiful area of the island at the southernmost tip, and it's called Serenity Point. And so, and our friend Ellen told us about it. And so we had to check it out. And it's so amazing because you feel like you are the only people on the planet. You almost feel like you're on a different planet because it's just, it's so secluded and there's just so much beach and sand. And then you've got, um, kind of the, the sound uh, interplaying with the ocean water. Um, and it was just really, really beautiful to kind of have the place to ourselves. And we just threw the Frisbee so many times and they just, they swam and, oh my goodness, it was, it was really, really wonderful. So 
And it felt extra awesome to get there after canceling our spring break vacation last year um, due to the pandemic having just kind of gotten going and not sure what the he- not sure what the heck was going on. So it was really extra awesome. Um, I tried to take as many videos, both of the dogs and just the ocean and post them so that my friends who couldn't get to the beach could at least have a little bit of that for themselves. So we had a wonderful time. Um, I hope if you were able to get away that you had a great time to just some R&R and kind of getting out of your home and neighborhood uh, just to have some different scenery and think about different things and experience different things. So um, so that's that. That's an update. Um, today, I wanted to talk about our thoughts and what our thoughts really are. So we have about 60,000 thoughts every day, and about 95% of them are autopilot thoughts. They just kind of run in the background on repeat, kind of like background music when you're either on hold waiting to talk to somebody in customer service. Um or in an elevator or you know when you're at a restaurant, just that background music. But what often happens with those background thoughts is they're really crappy. They're the ones that get drilled into us or we absorb them and take them on from our childhood, from society. And they're the ones that sound something like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm too fat or I'm fat. I'm stupid. I don't understand things like my sister does. I'll never figure this out. Why can't I just get my shit together? And all all of those things that just kind of run in the background that are low grade. Sometimes we had people in our lives who who started those, if you will. And and it's just, it's, they, they just get to be on repeat and they really kind of mess us up until we realize that those thoughts are optional until we realize that we can change them. And until we realize that they are not the truth of us, they are just sentences in our brain. That simple little notion that thoughts are just sentences in our brain is what made me fall in love with life coaching. I first heard that from another life coach who was being interviewed on a podcast, and it really stopped me in my tracks. I was on my elliptical machine at the time, and I about fell off because it hit me like a ton of bricks because I had never, ever had that idea before. I figured that my thoughts were true. I figured that my thoughts were just how it is and not something that could be changed, something that I was kind of screwed about and not ever something to take a look at or to see if it was serving me. 
But when that life coach said that sentences, pardon me, that thoughts are just sentences in your head, it, it really blew my brain. It, it stopped me in my tracks and really changed my life for, for then on out. I had a lot of anxious thoughts as a kid, um, had a lot of anxious feelings. And what I didn't know then that I know now is that our brain is really just trying to do its best. It's always trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us alive. And that part of our brain, the primitive part of our brain is, is usually the one running the show when we're on automatic pilot. And it has a point. It has a, a purpose for sure, because this is the part of our brain that keeps our digestive system going. It keeps us breathing. It keeps our heart going and all the other bajillion bodily systems and functions that we have that we just don't have the time, the energy, and the effort to be thinking about. So way to go on designing the human body, God, or whoever it is that you think did that. Um, but so, yeah, so our brain is really just trying to protect us, trying to increase pleasure decrease pain, and do everything as efficiently as possible. And so those automatic thoughts are a part of the saving energy part of our brain. And they're also just trying to keep us safe. So if we're thinking about trying something new, then that part of our brain will kind of wave red flags or tell us all the reasons that we can't do something, why we aren't capable of doing something, why we should just quit even trying to think about or dream about doing that. Because if, if we try that new thing, according to the primitive part of our brain, we could die because new things equal death to that part of our brain. So this is why it is so important for us to become aware of what we're thinking. And holy moly, when, when someone, you know, first told me to become aware of my thoughts, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm trying to get away from my thoughts. I'm trying to run from my thoughts as fast as possible. And sometimes that looked like um, eating. Sometimes that looked like drinking. Sometimes that looked like being on my phone a lot. I just didn't want to think the thoughts that I was thinking because they were so painful, because they hurt a lot. And our brain perceives physical and emotional pain as the same thing. So that's why we're not, we're not super excited and all pumped to be, um, to be looking at our negative thoughts and our negative feelings because our brain does not know the difference between physical pain and emotional pain. And so it's important for us to realize that that is just a function of the brain and that we aren't going to die if we look at painful thoughts or painful feelings. That's really, really important. And I, I talk to my brain all the time 
I talk to it so much, so often, uh, because it needs reassurance, you know, and I'm still learning a lot of these things and practicing a lot of these things that I talk about on my pat on my podcast and post on Instagram and Facebook, you know, we're, we're never done with this work, which at first, oh my God, that did that piss me off because I really like a good to-do list. I love to be able to check things off. I want to graduate from something. I want to be able to never have to look at something again, but that's just not how life works. And so, um, I'm still learning to, and will continue to learn to look at painful thoughts and painful feelings. But the more that I do that, the more that I train my brain that doing so is not going to kill me that yes, there's going to be some discomfort there. There is that's, that's just how it goes, but that discomfort is not going to kill me sitting there and thinking what I'm thinking or feeling what I'm feeling without trying to immediately change it. The more I do that, the more I train my brain that, that it's okay, that I'm not going to die. And then I will get through it. It'll be like any other challenge that, that I get through. And the more that I do it, that muscle quote unquote, or if you will, um, get stronger and you get better and better better at sitting with an uncomfortable emotion or sitting with an uncomfortable thought before you even try to do something different. Just sitting with that and acknowledging it is, is really the first step. And so for a long time, and even heck, even when we were coming back from vacation, um, I call it re-entry when you're coming back from vacation into kind of, you know, your regular life and, um, that can be really hard for me, um, uh, because it's, it's like you're in limbo. You're not on vacation anymore, but you're not fully back into your regular life. And that limbo is really uncomfortable for me. I feel discombobulated. I feel out of sorts. And for a long time, I would get really grouchy with my wife or just really annoyed at myself for those feelings of discombobulation and for those feelings of not being grounded or not kind of feeling really comfortable in my skin or where I was at. And this time I really tried to just be aware of how I was feeling. I talked to my wife about it. I even made a post about how I was pissed from being back on vacation and would rather still be at the beach. And, you know, the more I acknowledge that, the more that it takes away the discomfort because I'm not trying to resist it. When we resist something, it will persist. And so it it really did benefit me to just acknowledge that and say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking and just be okay with it. And I feel like I was able to move through that more gracefully and give myself some grace as I was re-entering. 
Um, but a lot of times in the past, I would, um, be afraid of them. And even, even let's see, that would have been Sunday morning. Um, I would wake, uh, I woke up and just feeling some uncomfortable feelings and, or being worried about how I was going to feel and how I was going to think and just wanting to get away from them as fast as possible. Um, my thoughts that is, and because did that mean something was wrong with me? Did that mean I was messed up? Did that mean I was broken because I was waking up with, you know, not having Pollyanna thoughts or not having uh, Mary Poppins thoughts, whatever you want to call it. Um, but what I'm realizing more and more is that's just a part of being human. It's a part of, of having a human brain, you know, where it's, it's 50-50, some of it is great. Some of it is not so great. And a lot of it is just right in the middle. And the more I can accept the middle part, the easier it is and the better it is for me. So sometimes, you know, what I talk about on a podcast, it's because I need to hear it again. And because I think it's really just important for people to get comfortable with and be aware of. And so, um, for a long time, I was just really afraid of my thoughts and especially afraid of my anxious thoughts. Because did that mean I was going to start having panic attacks again? Did that mean something was wrong with me? And then I would go down a, a rabbit hole worrying about that and thinking about that because my brain was just trying to protect me. And so it was on high alert for anxious thoughts. And did that mean this or did that mean that? And um, really, 99 times out of 100, it just meant that I was having a moment of a typical human human brain. So I know it can sound scary to start to be aware of your thoughts. Um, but that's really the place to start because with that awareness and sitting with it, that in and of itself helps them to kind of dissipate and not have the power that they've had before. And then what I realized too, after I started to become aware of what my thoughts were is that a lot of my thoughts, like, oh my goodness, 75, 85, 90% were errors. They were just thought errors. They were things that I picked up from society, things that I made assumptions about growing up with um, an alcoholic father and a mother who had a terminal illness. They were things that, you know, my little kid brain did its best to try to wrap itself around and try to understand, but it was just wrong. And the more I could accept that what I was thinking was wrong and that it was okay that it was wrong, and then I could change it, the better. And so now when I'm, if I'm being critical of my body or feeling or having thoughts about being fat, then I can just be like, you know, that's just a thought error. That was, you know, that was just something incorrect. And I'm either going to work on changing that, or I'm not going to give it as much air time or as much looping time in my brain. And so just be aware of what your thoughts are. Realize that there's sentences in your brain. 
not some big deep truth and not some sign that you are broken because you are not broken. You are not broken. I am not broken. We are not broken. We have a human brain that is doing its best that a part of it isn't as in, as evolved as other parts, but that's okay. That's okay because when we know that, then we can realize where some of those old thoughts are coming from, realize that they're errors, and we can start to tweak them. We can decide if they're working for us or if we want to, to change them. And when I say change them, I want to put this out there that we're not trying to go from, you know, oh my God, I'm, I'm a fat person to, oh my gosh, I have the body of a goddess because your brain isn't going to believe that. And so we don't want to make sweeping 180 changes. It's those 180 changes, whether it's with what you're eating or what you're drinking, or what your exercise routine is, or if you want to start a meditation routine, all of those things, they can't, they're, they're never going to succeed if you're trying to go from not doing those things at all, or doing them very little, or doing them in a way that you're not happy about, to going then the complete opposite. It just doesn't work. And we've all experienced that. You know, we're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week. I'm going to eat chicken and broccoli and I'm going to, I'm going to meditate every day for 20 minutes. And it's, it's too much. It's just too much. But when we get to the point where we are finally, you know, thinking about making a change, then we want to make all the changes. We want to do all the changes and we want to be feeling better yesterday. So that's why we go to the total 180 instead of just a little bit. And our brain tells us that a little bit isn't enough. We get the whole enough spiel from that part of our brain. Instead of, you know what, I am going to go for a 10 minute walk three times a week. I always tell my clients to start small. Start small and build up some wins for yourself, you know? Don't go from eating no vegetables to feeling like you need to be a vegetarian. Again, that is going to backfire so fast. What is so much better is to add a vegetable in your meal. Add a piece of fruit in your meal and build slowly from there. I know your brain is going to tell you that it's not enough, that it's not going to work. It's not going to get you the results that you want, but what won't really get you the result, but what, what will really not work is to try to go in a 180. Then you're going to be back to where you started before. You're going to be pissed off at yourself because you didn't get to where you wanted to go. And then you're going to be even more angry at yourself and more frustrated and feeling hopeless. So just little tiny tweaks. All right. So today's episode was about your thoughts that they're just sentences in your brain, no matter what your brain tries to tell you. They are not ultimate deep truths. They are changeable. They are tweakable. It just takes some awareness 
and practice. So listen to this episode like five or 10 times because it's so important. And I feel like it's the most important place to start. The awareness and realizing what your thoughts are is everything. If I can teach my clients one thing, it's this thing. It's this peace because everything starts from our thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please reach out to me with questions, with, um, you know, if you're curious about what coaching with me is like, um, you can go to jenbaron.com, J-E-N-N-B-A-R-O-N.com for all the details. Um, and I want to hear about what you want to hear on the podcast, uh, because I'm doing this for you. I want to help you. I want to decrease your suffering and increase how much you love your life and how much joy you're getting out of it and how much fun you're getting out of it. So thank you for listening today. I'm Jen Barron. I'm a certified life coach, and this was Reset Your Mindset.